Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, Vic Raw. I'm out of the mix. I've been in the cut. And I'm here to finally say what's up. Today, welcome to the first episode of Behind the Design, where we break down who designers are as people, as individuals, as creators, beyond the artwork and the beautiful things that they produce. Today, we have no other than Ferris, who is hailing all the way from the country of Qatar. Uh, without further ado, who are you? What do you do? And why are you here with us today? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I want to start off by saying I love what you guys do, checking it out. So, you know, checking out who the, who the artist is behind the art. That's awesome. I like that. Uh, so my name is Ferris. I'm a 23-year-old designer. Uh, but first and foremost, like I told uh, Victor over here, I'm an architect. And so, uh, you know, we talk about the freelance side of what people are doing. I like to say that, you know, luckily enough for me, I don't depend on that. A lot of a lot of my homies do depend on it as their main source of income. And so, uh, you know, one big thing that we'll get into is that really provides a cushion for me. It's not as much pressure on my freelancing graphic design. But yeah, I'm a graphic designer. I'm a uh, international student, and um, yeah, recently graduated. So sort of like moving around the world. I lived in LA for the last six years. Just moved back after graduation. Oh. And uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, what would you say got you in design in the first place? So, you know, I don't want to be that cliche kid who's, you know, I've always been creative, but, you know, it's, there's truth to it. I've always felt like I've been a little more creative. And so pursuing my career in architecture really let me hone in on my skills for graphic design. And so after the first couple, you know, the first year, second year, sort of got a grasp of these programs and figured out I can explore more than just like what the professional world has to offer. I can also explore what I have to offer in my head and use the medium of Photoshop or any 3D rendering softwares and such. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So what is your favorite part about design? Oh man, uh, it's a loaded question. Honestly, at this point, I consider it a form of meditation. It's the way, it's sort of like an outlet for you to, to get your creative energy out. And without that sort of like, you know, people work out, people make music. It's whatever your form of expressing your creativity is. That's uh, it's a form of meditation. It's something I need now. Without it, without yeah. a day of design, I just feel like, man, like something's missing, you know? Wow. So can you walk us through your creative process and how it may vary with different clients that you're working and you're interacting with? Um, so it totally depends on the project. If it's, uh, if it's a client who's approached me regarding some type of cover art that I've done in the past uh, for one of their music or, you know, an album or a track or something, um, that's definitely a much more calculated process. And so I sit with the client, I figure out 
first of all, I listen to the track, I figure out what their vision is. And then from that, I sort of provide like two or three versions of uh, yeah. what I, you know, kind of go through on the computer, just go through the motions, see what ends up on my canvas and, uh, you know, show that to the client, see what he likes, see what he wanted to change. Um, and yeah, you go through the first edition, second edition, eventually the third edition probably hit the nail on the head. But in terms of the stuff that I do, if it's not for a client, it's just for myself. Like you said, it's totally right in the wave, going with the flow, something, you know, I'd be out, you know, maybe let's say, for example, sun tanning. This is how most of the ideas come to me. I'm not on the sun, man. I'm getting the waves. And something just, you know, something comes yeah. into my head. And, um, and yeah, so we start off sort of opening up a blank canvas. Um, and sort of just like putting all the elements that I was thinking of on that canvas the way they come mm. together the way they work that's all that's all just kind of natural you know gotcha, I don't want to gotcha. say it's coming to me it's more coming from the artwork of course you're working with clients of different shapes different sizes different pedigrees you know they're coming with different uh deliverable requirements um can you talk about how it is working with different clients? And can you talk a bit about your process? Like, does it vary from person to person based on what they want? Or do you have something that's clear cut, that's, you know, straight to the point? Yeah, so, uh, so you know, obviously, as I'm sure a lot of people who are just starting out are aware of, um, your name isn't out there, so no one's really coming to you, you know, especially not to spend their, spend their money on something to yeah. someone, you know, who they've never heard of. And so, you know, I don't know how most people started, but I started off doing a couple of projects for free for the homies, you know, everyone's a creative, you're in a creative circle, so all your friends have something in the work. And so I was proud to be able to like represent their work from the graphic design aspect. But of course, the first yeah. couple of projects, you can't charge for that. Cause you got to prove yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so you're almost doing them a favor and uh, that gives them incentive to kind of give you a chance because they're not spending mm. their money on you. Right. Um, this was two or three years ago after proving myself and having a couple of, uh, you know, singles and albums represent my artwork. I actually, the hardest part was actually bidding to figure out how I'm going to price it. Mm. Man, that is so hard. That was the worst. That thing, is especially we're going to get we're going to get to that for sure. Yeah, Keep yeah, going. yeah. Um, but once I kind of you know, obviously the first couple of uh, attempts at charging people, I you know lost a lot of money or maybe charged too much, lost the client. But you kind of figure out the balance, like you said. We'll get into that. But um, yeah, it's really trying to get into the head of the artist, of the client. Yeah. So. So you figure out like where they're coming from, you figure out what they yeah. kind of want, what their energies are, and then you try and match whatever the product is to, to their vision. So essentially I try to like channel myself as the medium who, who gets their ideas onto yeah. the software. And, you know, just cause they don't have the skills to do it, they can kind of fill me in there. So. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now, yeah, yeah. okay now like you so 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 we're already talking about how you're working with clients typically like how 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 did you like so so this you know we're putting this podcast out to you know one provide like inspiration to young designers that are coming up in the game because it's like the market is everywhere right now right like you have young kids that are out here charging 
1K per cover art. Then you have other people that have a lot of experience but don't know how to market themselves that are probably charging $100, $200. So like you said, right? Like you started out by charging the homies. I'm not charging, like doing, doing the favor for the homies. And then you built the confidence from that confidence that you built up. Then you got into a position where you're like, okay, now like I, I, I can actually start charging. But how, how, like what, what were your platforms that you started out? Like, how were you able to get the first few people to say like, to DM you and ask you like inquiries or was it like you were reaching, like how did that process work? How did you get here? Got, here? got you, got you. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, after the first couple projects, it's inevitable that you're going to tap into a network. Um, mm. And so like, like we said, like I worked for a couple homies who make, you know, it's pretty diverse. Some some homies make this alternative indie type of rock, so I did a cover art for them for free. Uh, my first ever project was for a techno album. One of my friends into electro music, techno music, so I made that right. for him. Then most of the homies who have artwork, uh, who needed artwork for their rap songs, for their rap albums, I did that for them too. And as a designer, mm -hmm. it was fun to sort of explore what genres look like as you know yeah. as a cover art that was really cool for me but yeah. you know after the first couple projects for free you inevitably tap into a network and so they start telling their friends oh shit man dope cover my bad i don't know if we can swear nah uh, nah bro this is this okay. is all you like okay, we cool. out here nah cool 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 <laughs> yeah they're like oh that's cool that's cool cover art who did that and then you know slowly your name starts to gain some traction and uh you know as designers, you always know there's value to your artwork, but you step nice. away or you shy away from putting that number on it. And so mm. it's more so it's more so charging for your time rather than the quality of what you're producing, you know, because right. if you're confident, you know, you're going to produce some dope shit. But then you're just you're, char nice. you're charging the client for them to eat up a little bit of your days for you to be able to do that for them. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Nah, like you, you, you got to, you know, a couple of things that were just very interesting. Um, the, the main thing that I'm getting is, okay, you do, you, you start out, but you started out homies from the homies. Now they have networks, they have friends of other people. So really the main thing for you is trying to get that word of mouth. And, you know, yeah. like you said earlier at the top of the interview, right? Like this is not um, your main source of income and, you know, you have an art, a, a job in architecture. So now can you talk about, um, you know, like do, how, when do you take on a client? Like, you know, now we can get into more of the, the pricing aspect into things like, okay, like what, what do you need to know from the client? Um, how are you able to price them based on, on, on what they're asking for? And then from there, like, you know, what, what, actually I'll leave, I'll leave it there. Cause those are already two condensed questions. We, we got we're, you, we're got you. go ahead. <laughs> got you. Um, yeah. So in terms of how you price it, it's generally about what the product is, how deep, you know, we're talking about digital art here. So how deep the piece right. is, uh, how many layers it gets into, and then more so how many additions they need. And so, you know, you provide your first final piece, they give feedback, you provide, an edited second piece, you know, like that has that feedback taken into account and then maybe a mm -hmm. third, maybe a fourth, but however many additions will determine the pricing um, as well as, 
like I said, it's mainly about how much time it's eating up in my day. But we, yeah. you know, all that stuff is agreed before before the payment is made. You're given a deadline. You're given sort of scope of the project. Mm. It's very similar to when you're when you're getting like a client in architecture. Like they're not about to blow yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars without an idea of what you're doing or scope of work. Yeah. And so you agree on that. Um, it's non contractual. You know, so it's not exactly like, oh, you know, you can be a, a day late or a little early. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's just kind of like, you trust me, I trust you, you're building up my reputation, I build up yours. And um, yeah, yeah, it's about, you know, just respecting the timeline that you designate. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if we get in the numbers, like I, I could charge anything between 100 to $400. The most expensive project that I've done was one. It was like a one-off thing. I did that for 550 yeah. bucks. Um, nice. And, you know, that ends up just on a 10-inch by 10-inch digital canvas. But that much money went into it because it was a couple additions mm-hmm. that we had to do, uh, a couple of changes that had to be made. And the whole project took about four months. And so, like I said... Wow, four uh, months? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was Jeez. four months. It was over the, the time of four months. Um, a lot of my a lot of my clients are international. And so a lot of that mm-hmm. is from just like the barrier of communication. Uh, time differences stuck as well, especially because I was born here in Qatar, but I was based yeah. in L.A. And that's 12 hour time difference, 11 to 12 mm-hmm. hour time difference, depending on daylight savings. And so it's like the worst case of time difference. You're exactly half a day ahead and trying to sort of you know communicate there's a huge barrier there but um yeah most of my clients have been in LA I kind of like I said I was exposed to that network after working for a couple of people for free uh I'm currently on a on a project for a homie here who Mm. (laughs) I'm not really charging even though I'm at the point in my career where I am charging people but I owe him a favor, yeah. and so I got I got that's, that that's homie. That's the homie. <laughs> yeah, that's homie. Exactly. I'm not gonna charge. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's like I said. Luckily enough for me, I don't have to depend on it. So it's a little pressure yeah. off. But if I did, I would definitely approach it differently. I'd approach my pricing mm. a little differently. Maybe bump the numbers up. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, you I I'd say to anyone beginning or starting off their journey in freelancing art. I could definitely talk yeah. to people who've been doing it for a while and sort of nice. use their process. That's, it's inevitable that it's gonna work. If it's working yeah. for them and you have the skills too, it'll work for you too. Mm. Now, there's a, there's a lot of things that, that you said and you know, there's different avenues and different perspectives, but I'm just thinking about like, you know, the, the young designers that are coming up, um, people that are that are just starting out. Let let's let's. So we talked about you know a lot a lot of good things. More like okay, you know you you had your background in architecture. From there, that's when you did you know freelance work on the side. You started out by the homies, and from there you built that word of mouth. But yeah. let's talk about the downsides of freelancing. Like, what would you say are the the most annoying parts of freelancing whether it just may be the work in general or just working with clients can you can you speak a bit about that yeah yeah absolutely um so first and foremost this sort of hobby i'm gonna say hobby started off for my own personal exploration and i didn't start it thinking Mm -hmm. i was gonna get good and start charging people making money off of it 
and uh, yeah. up to this day up to this day i like to think it's still something that i do for myself and yeah. um you know because of that i like to not dwell too much on uh you know because it'll definitely start stressing me out and i don't need mm. my hobby to be stressing me out you know what i'm saying yeah, exactly so, so whenever it's sort of getting towards that edge um you know yeah of course clients are hard i've dealt with hard clients uh and like what, what was hard about them like hard yeah like, with dealing with them yeah yeah it's more it's more the cooperation um so mm. for example they might not be too clear over their uh, their requirements and i make it yeah. clear from the jump like yo like it's a very sort of loose definition thing like you let me do my thing you see what you want i'll let you buy the second edition for switch it up completely if you need to but yeah. you know understand that that'll run the checkup a little bit because you're eating up some more of my time and um uh, you know yeah you you run into just non non-cooperative clients uh but of course it's the skill as as a freelancer to to know how you're going to tackle that and go through that and yeah. sort of not just you know put your ego aside don't just uh don't let that offend you don't let their feedback offend you try and be as cooperative mm -hmm. as you can as well mm -hmm. um another huge downside is also just the lack of security like you don't have a job i mean like there's no consistency mm -hmm. you're just kind of landing whatever you're landing it's all it comes down to you how well you sort of market yourself advertise yourself yeah. uh but yeah, that definitely starts off with not charging anyone anything, <laughs> improving yourself, mm. you know, and then eventually you can, you can start to charge people, you figure out your pricing, like we said, and um, a lot of clients, you know, <laughs> I've had this one encounter with a client who felt like I was charging too high of a price, my rates were too high, I'm like, right, man, you know, you gotta, I mean, that's a big yeah dude like no one you you, you, you know, can go to the next designer like you you can go to the next designer you can do it yourself you can do what you need but i'm promising a certain level of quality with my you know with my artwork hence why it costs a certain type of life and um yeah yeah a lot of the hardest part is putting your ego aside with with uh needy clients let's say needy clients yeah and it's it's so so now like you know, we we talked about you know how how you started out like the the downfalls of you know well like the cons of, of freelancing, but where do like what 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 platforms? Let, let's talk about the platforms that you use and the the programs like whether it may be Photoshop, Illustrator, Figma, all of these types of things. Can you can you talk a bit about you know what platforms you're you're really focusing on? Like how you like market yourself on? Like I know I found you on Instagram, but how 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 do you market yourself on on these type of platforms and how like what are the tools that you use to produce like the work that you're doing yeah yeah absolutely um so i say that i probably don't do as good of a job as i could do in terms of utilizing the platforms that i have at my disposal uh i say yeah. that because i'm only on instagram that's all i use mm. uh a lot of a lot of freelancers who are taking it a little more seriously than i am would probably have their own website their own sort of yeah. domain that you can go to as a client check out their portfolio online that type of stuff mm -hmm. I uh, I just have my portfolio here on my hard drive and uh, and on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't really have it out there like that. And uh, because of that, like I said, I'm sort of purposefully limiting myself 
so that I don't get carried away in this sort of, uh, you know, this side hustle, let's say, because, like, I do have mm. architecture career to focus yeah. on. Uh, but if I didn't, I would most definitely probably have my own website, um, put up all my artwork there, have it as a way where any client can sort of click that link and check out my body of work. Yeah. Um, in terms of the programs that I use to create the artwork, it's definitely mostly, or I'd say like 60% is Photoshop. Um, mm. I use a lot of Adobe Suites. And so if there's okay. any sort of vector work that needs to be done, that's Illustrator uh, in design for the layout, but I'm rarely in projects that are that big. And so it's Photoshop mainly. I use a lot of uh, 3D modeling softwares. So all these skills okay. I really picked up in my yeah. during my degree for for architecture, and uh, sure. so it's a software called Rhino Rhinoceros, which you use. Rhino. Um, a lot of people of are probably more familiar with Google SketchUp, which is sort of okay. like a competitor. And yeah. so I use I use Rhino, um, throw it into Lumion or Enscape or any of those rendering programs, kind of add some effects mm. that you know are like the finishing touches, and then throw that into Photoshop and manipulate that however i need add the filters add you know play around with lighting that type of stuff but it's um most most designers worldwide should be familiar with at least half of the programs that i mentioned they're pretty for sure yeah i mean if you if you don't know what photoshop is like i mean adobe creative suit like i I don't know why you're here but not like how it's it's interesting right because it's like i don't know i felt like but you know maybe like five to ten years ago to be able to master photoshop was pretty daunting it's like oh my god it's like like but so for for like if you were just starting out again and you were learning photoshop like how how were you able to obviously like it's a lot of a lot of practice but where what what things would you say hey like focus on these areas first once you get these fundamentals like this is what's next yeah um so i definitely recommend sort of the path that i took and that's uh okay taking a class like take a class Mm. like pay someone for a class uh and the class will kind of help you with the fundamentals and the basics of the program specifically photoshop Mm. Um, you don't yeah. need to take any advanced classes or any sort of courses that teach you like the more advanced stuff. You really just need to get a grasp of the basics. And then once yeah. you kind of know how the program works and the skeleton of the program, you can build off of YouTube videos, Instagram videos. The community mm-hmm. online is huge. Everyone's encouraged, encouraging people to learn. But to yeah. get the basics is so important because you got to know yeah. like the difference between raster work and vector work and all that kind of stuff. No one's going to teach you that if you don't pay them. So take a class. Facts. I was lucky enough yeah. to take a, to take, you know, a graphic design 101 class in college, which happens to be oh. part of the requirements from our architecture degree. So I didn't have yeah. to pay any extra money. I wasn't going to pay. But after figuring yeah. that out, I, uh, you know, you take your own initiative to kind of pick up any, you learn what that tool that you've been looking at for the last year and not knowing what it does, you learn what it does. Um, yeah. you learned a couple filters and up to this day man like I'd like to say I'm pretty confident in my skills but I'm learning something new everything on Photoshop yeah for sure and it's it's interesting that you say that because it's like 
I mean, I just think like just in life in general, right? You, you're always a student, even when you're an expert, there's always new things to learn or oh, God, there's always bro. a new way where you can innovate. Um, oh, especially yeah. like with with design, there's it's like trend here, trend here, trend here, minimalism, this, minimalistic, that, mm -hmm. like da, 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 da. before you know it, like yeah. that's not high anymore. You got to learn to, you know, new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so with that said right like you, you you're talking about like the the foundation like okay like you, you you take a class you learn all of these things but obviously like there's designers that you know once they got that once they have that foundation they're more inner um intermediate so what 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 are, what are your thoughts about like plugins like do you utilize plugins in photoshop like what what's your approach to that i do i do utilize plugins in photoshop um Certain plugins just really kind of do the trick in bridging the gap that Adobe doesn't mm. provide with the tools in Photoshop. Um, yeah. When I say that, I'm specifically thinking about rendering. Uh, mm. So you can sort of like, there's a plugin that I use called, uh, I'm going to plug in the plugin, I guess. It's called iCandy. <laughs> okay, um, iCandy. Take notes, take notes. iCandy. Yeah, iCandy is huge. iCandy is huge. iCandy essentially... Um, supplements Photoshop's rendering skills to make them what it needs to be. And so on Photoshop, mm. for example, on Illustrator, you can, uh, you can like, there's this feature where you can extrude and bevel on Illustrator specifically, but it's basically making yeah. a vector sort of like look 3D without having to draw all those lines. Um, mm. But the issue with that is the program's like built-in sort of feature doesn't really do too well of a job in that and yeah. once you have that feature going it's kind of slow it, it crashes your your program and so i can be uh supplements that mm. lets it run the way it usually runs and uh and also adds a ton of features that just make it look like a finished product while you're working um yeah what are my thoughts on on plugins i support them completely completely yeah. the rendering software that i use is technically a plugin for for the 3d modeling software that i use mm. so yeah you need plugins you're really sort of limiting yourself if you just close that door of plugins you're just yeah. you know using what the programs have to offer which most of the time it's not enough right and and like you know speaking about plugins like where where do you go to find them is it more like you see a designer and you you see the plugin they're advertising you're like yo that's cool like i, I would love to use that or are you actively certain like how 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 do you how do you how one how do you find the plugins that you're using and two how how are you able to understand okay like this is worth the investment because i like most plugins are not free yeah yeah most of the time i was just saying most of the time the creator will sort of after trying uh, the plugin, like hands-on, they figure out, they're most of the time convinced that they need it because they realize that, yeah. oh, it could really help the rest of their project. Uh, right. But I was saying in terms, of, in terms of coming up on the plugin, it's not really intuitive, it's almost backwards. I don't go mm. looking for the issues that I'm running into and then see a plugin that solves the issue. It's more so I see a product, like I see the finished product right. and I'm like, oh shit, that is so dope. And I try to come up on the process. What did they use to get that process? Um, yeah. and then I learned about a certain plugin that they use. You quickly look up a couple of videos, tutorial videos on YouTube, uh, mm -hmm. figure out that, like I said, you don't need to commit right away. And so you try it, you get the trial, you learn yeah. the ropes and yeah, I, it's rare for me to try something and not end up, you know, subscribing or buying it, downloading yeah. it. 
So it's, yeah, Happy. the process is backwards. You kind of see the finished product and try and figure out how they came about that. For sure. No, that makes sense. But yeah, like pretty much yeah, like yeah. we're closer towards the uh, end of the interview now. Um, is there... Is, is, is there a question that you would, you know, like to ask us or is there a question that you wish like we asked during the interview that you feel like, okay, like I'm a young designer or just even like a intermediate or a, a designer that is already somewhat established, like it, or it's, it's like what pieces of advice or what, what things would, would you like to share with the community? Yeah, man. Um... I don't have questions per se, but I do have a couple points that I, you know, had to grind to find out. And I'd like okay. to sort of fill Some in time. anyone who's listening, kind of save yes, you sir. some time and energy. Um, definitely. So, so this is a two pointer. So definitely pay okay. for a class on whatever software you're trying to learn, but only for the basics. Mm. Because nowadays with the internet, like in this age, man, you can learn absolutely anything you want online for free but yeah no one's going to teach you the little nuances that that you know a professional would. and so get yeah you know hire someone just to get the the hang of the basics and then take it from there um yeah. also figure out your pricing to any freelancers out there figure out your pricing early on um mm -hmm. and do that by by sitting and talking to people who've been doing it for a while right yeah because like you know i definitely lost money in the first couple of projects just because i didn't know how to market myself and price it right the, the right way mm. speaking about that like you know have you ever negotiated and if so like how did that process look like for you you want to negotiate to a client like in real time uh because all that's showing is like you're not really confident in your pricing right and um mm. you generally don't want to give a number that's too high for them to even think about it's negotiable or else it's like, all right, man, like, you know, it's clear that just off the jump, you and I are, you know, butting heads in an issue that we shouldn't even butt heads with because there's a lot yeah. more to be discussed. So, uh, so yeah, figure out your pricing. Don't, don't do something outrageous. Don't think you are more than what you are. Um, you'll get there eventually. But when you're figuring that stuff out, don't overshoot, you know. But what I'm yeah. saying is it's, it's really hard because you don't want to undershoot either. You don't want to, you want to get paid what you think you're valued at. So the best way is just kind of to talk to someone who's in your area, who's doing that in mm. the relative market that you're at and, uh, yeah. you know, get a ballpark. You don't need to copy the numbers, get a ballpark. I'm trying to sure. just look out for the people who depend on that, you know? Yeah. 1000%, 1000%. Well, thank you so much, Ferris. Like it, it's been an absolute pleasure, you know, um, just, you know, I, you already providing a unique point of view, right? Like you actually went to school. Now, I don't think that you necessarily have to go to school for it, but like you said, right? Taking a course, taking a course, um, having the foundations down. And then once you have the foundations down, then it's like starting small, understanding how to brand and market yourself, all of those types of things. So nonetheless, like uh, I'll tag you, I'll share your information, like, the pod and so like any like you you might hear get some dms from people saying hey like i heard you from here and there but other than that thank you so much